Kids, we've got an awesome show for you today. We're talking college transfer rules. Uh, we're doing a little Chet Hanks update because that man is wild. We're also talking Jake Paul, Ben Askren, and we're just kind of talking sports in general. So it's a good one. Let's go. We'll pick you up. Um, all right, this is all good stuff for the pod. We should, we should all. <laughs> we're doing the pod in the intro, of course. We always so. do. Every always do. Why am I clapping? I don't have anything to say. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing to sync to that. There's nothing. Right. <laughs> One, two, three, and welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is April sixteenth. I lost track of the date. We're off to a hot start. I am flustered. I got no equipment today. I can't find a converter for my stupid MacBook, and we're off and running. How are we doing today, gentlemen? We're doing great. It's tax day. Doing I'm done. <laughs> Isn't it delayed? Well, yeah, shut up, mate. I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> yeah, you got you got time. I still, the Uncle Joe hasn't given me my tax return back, and I filed in the early part of February, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. Uncle Joe, Uncle Sam. I mean, and technically, I, was, I mean, if you're if you're doing that, it, it would be, and I hate to say this, it would be Uncle Trump, right? Because it's from the year before. This is true, but Joe's in charge. Just going with. <laughs> He appointed for his treasury secretary or whoever runs the IRS. I don't know. I should know. They haven't gotten me my money back. Um, but yeah, I'm a little flustered. I'm not going to lie. We are doing this old school. It's computer mic for me. I think it might be computer mic for everybody today. We have no, no, no doubt. No, I got, I got my, I have a real mic. I got my mate? trusty mic going over here. Real mic. You know, Apple decided to continue to suck and just, you know, make everybody's life harder that buys a new product. There's literally not lightning ports, just two of them. Who does this? Why? I don't understand. The rest of the world does not run this way, Apple. Like I honestly I hate Apple on a on a deep personal level, but I'm too sucked in with an Apple Watch, an Apple phone, and a MacBook that I'm I'm never getting out. It's just it's too much of a problem. I mean, you know, you're just being a, an American. You bought the merchandise so you can complain about it. Exactly. <laughs> so it's the American way. Um, all right. Let's get into some sports here. Let's talk some things. We have missed a lot, obviously. We've been off for a little bit. Sorry, followers there. We've had some things going on, work, personal life issues. We're getting back into it. We're getting back on our bikes and we're riding here. Let's talk about the hot topic right now. In the NCA transfer portal, Dickie V's chiming in, hating it. You've got people loving it, hating it, somewhere in between. Where do we fall? Because it is in full bloom right now. Players are either staying at their schools, even though after they announce for transfer portals, they're leaving, they're looking at offers. Where are you all at with the transfer rule and anything really going on with it? I love that all the old heads hate this. I oh, mean, that's that's my favorite part about it. Their brains are exploding. It's like a, the apocalypse. It's doomsday. It's everything for college basketball to them. They're saying that nobody's going to be able to stay at the smaller schools. Nobody's going to stay at any of the schools they go to. I mean, we'll see how this stuff settle out in the future. But for right now, it is bag day number two for Everybody in the NCAA, something that was not <laughs> supposed to happen, and they are going to grab their bags while they can. Well, the one thing that you can see both in basketball and football is schools and players have finally figured out this transfer portal thing, and mm -hmm. they're using it to their full advantage. And plus with the extra eligibility because of um, COVID, I don't blame them. Go out there and, and go to a school that is a better fit. Go get your 
bag if you if that happens uh <laughs> you know go where your talents are going to shine will there are so many kids who want to play d1 basketball d1 football the smaller schools and the smaller programs will be fine the transfer portal will not cause them to implode no. the it will not destroy the integrity of the game um if schools wanted to have mega teams that's what they've been doing since the dawn of time. This isn't going to be that detrimental to them. Now, it will be detrimental to schools who don't adapt to picking up talent in the transfer portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big 100% agree. I mean, the, there's a couple of dumb arguments, I think. I hate the small school argument because I think it's dumb because those pl- players who are playing at smaller schools, they're generally going to... they're they're not one and done and moving on to a new school because they're generally, they're not usually playing or getting big minutes until they're an upperclassman. And by that point, they're generally, or like if they're good enough, they're already either looking at that as a grad transfer or their senior year if they have a good tournament. So like that doesn't really change all that much, I don't think. Um, I like it from the simple fact, I've always thought sitting a year was the dumbest thing, especially when a coach leaves. I thought that should be a waiver 110%. If your coach leaves, you should be able to go. I also always thought that players should kind of get a mulligan. Like, who amongst us at 17, 16, 18, when these guys are declaring for schools and signing scholarships, makes the right decisions? Like, these are big-time decisions. Mm -hmm. And, like, even in your 20s and 30s, you're making wrong decisions. So to give them a mulligan, because let's be honest, I've got to imagine there are a lot of coaches who promise a lot of things in recruiting, and when the kids get to those schools, it doesn't live up to that. Um, So I've always thought they should get a mulligan and not have to sit a year. The one argument that I think has some gravitas here is for the bigger schools they're going to be most affected because i do think you're not you're going to have less players because i think we all agree we both we are both fans of schools that have the storyline of a guy that you saw kind of grow from freshman to senior year mm-hmm. got some minutes mm-hmm. and then kind of progressed i think though like there will still be those guys the brad davises of the world that'll stay at their schools <laughs> which the we can talk year, about as the, well the seven-year grad student yeah but I think for the most part, a lot of these guys who get a, a taste of minutes in their freshman year who were highly recruited, were the big shots in their towns, who aren't getting the minutes they thought, they're going to be gone. And I do think that will be the impact. But then you get the flip side of the coin of you're going to get a lot of older guys that are going to transfer to, to your schools as long as your coaches are applying here. And there is a trade-off. So I think that's really the only potential downflaw is we kind of lose that element of guys that grow in the program. that are good that you've got a high recruit, but maybe had to sit on the bench a little bit longer because your seniors and your juniors were, were really good or your freshmen were really good. You lose some of that, I think. That's yeah, what I don't know. Like those storylines. Like, <laughs> I love those storylines and I would love to keep seeing them, but like college more and more is becoming, and I, where I stand on this is up in the air, but more and more becoming just the, really the amateur league. Right. And so most of those good guys aren't going to stay four years, three years anyway, right? Yeah. So that's no. if if someone else can be somewhere, prime example, Rocky Watts, if you can go somewhere where your talents are going to shine, by all means, go. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think the, the argument, I'm more playing somewhat devil's advocate because I'm a big fan of this. I think what people will point to is I think I saw something. Don't quote me on this because I, I briefly saw it on Twitter. I think Matt McClung is looking to transfer again. So he's a guy who went <laughs> from Georgetown to Tech to another school. And people are going to point at that situation. But I'm not going to take one over guys who are just – they've been at their schools and want to move. Like I'm not going to hold that to them. 
But I think that's where you're going to get a lot of people that don't like it is if guys are, they're just kind of moving around. But Matt could be following Chris Beard too. Like he's following his coach. There's a very big possibility that he could be following Chris Beard. 100% agree. And that's the other thing. And that's who you commit to. That's who you commit to as a student athlete. Like you commit to the coaches. You don't commit to the school. I mean, that stuff's all, that stuff's all fake anyways. I mean, it sure you get like an education out of it, but you don't get the education that you want out of it anyways. And then, and you're committing to the coaches who might not be there. And now you're able to either follow the coach or find the right coach for you. So I'm a big fan of this. And also too, I think, I think once this national letter uh, or name, image, and likeness rule passes, I don't think you'll see this as much because those bags will not be being dropped in the background. They'll stay at the school that's going to be able to promote them the best mm-hmm. um, the and build those followings, following so that you can get the most exposure and um, progress that right way. <laughs> like it's, it's not much is going to change. Kentucky's still going to get great recruits. Like the big schools are still going to get good transfers and good recruits. Like nothing's really changing, but it does. It's- it adds an extra element. It's like free agency. Like who doesn't like NFL? It, it is free agency. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> it is free agency, and it, it's it's to me it's almost a it's it's still a little bit like the Brandon Jennings to the to the overseas kind of panic right now. Um, we're seeing it happen a little bit more often than that. But like in my mind, I'm thinking that that these transfers are really matching up now with normal college student populations like you see a decent amount of college students transfer after their freshman year anyways out of college yeah and go to a different school and the same thing is going to be happening with all sports now yeah and we all we're always highlighting the students who like the students who transfer from a small school to a big school but there are going to be star players who transfer from big programs to smaller smaller ones and make those programs better and put them on a map so i there is there isn't like Duke isn't going out there and say, okay, we get first dibs on all the transfers, right? That's not happening. <laughs> they would so. have J- Jeff Capel was still there. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Pitt's not I'm going to need an FBI wire within the pit building. <laughs> Arizona, no transfers. Arizona, no transfers. <laughs> There need to be eyeballs on LSU's campus at all times. <laughs> right. <laughs> and who knows when the when the ball is going to drop in Kansas, right? Oh, that I mean, that's got a lifetime contract now. <laughs> lifetime, yeah. You see, Sean Miller, lifetime bag. You get lifetime contract in Kansas, and Will Wade just chilling out in Louisiana. Like, ain't nobody messing with that. So it's it's an interesting dynamic. But like you're saying. I like this rule. I think it adds an extra flavor to college basketball. I think it's exciting. Like Xavier, for example, my alumni, we went out and got a piece that we needed. We went out, we got Jack, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Nuji? Or something like that. N-U-N-G-E. I don't know. I'm terrible with names. We needed a big man. We need like some height down low. We went out and got a guy who's in the transfer portal who gives us that at 6'11". So I think it's like, it just adds another fun element that I think helps Honestly, I think it's a net positive for all the negatives that will come of this. It's a net positive for college basketball as a whole. And we'll see better basketball, too. Yep. Yeah. And we'll see guys go to programs where they fit. Because once, you know, it's one thing to see um, as an 18 year old, 17 year old to see a team play. But there's another thing to actually get the feel of college basketball and then see another team play or see another coach and say, you know what? Actually, I would be better off there. 
Oh, yeah, and they're gonna have a whole new whole new coaching style mm-hmm. too, because you're you're pulling kids out of AAU that are not in a real offense, in a real defense, nothing. And then you get to see them one year in a college program and see what they can really do and see if they fit your system better. Yep. I mean, you'll see a whole a whole new side to this. The coaching element's one that I don't think really anybody's been talking about, but that's the one where you're, we're going to find out real quick who's scumbag coaches and who's like legitimately cares about their players mm-hmm. and are good coaches because that I have to imagine is a big part of this because there's a lot of kids who it's like dating, you know, like you you date somebody that first couple months, you know, there's a somewhat of a wall of facade of like who they're being, but once you get to know the real person, you sign that letter of intent, you go to the school. That coach may not be exactly who you signed on to be with. And we're going to learn, like, coaches are going to have to be more player-oriented, which is good, I think, in the long run. Because kids will just leave if they're not. (laughs) Is that a segue to that school down the road? Oh, boy. (laughs) just had a a big decommit, right? (laughs) It may may have read my mind. I was talking about the other school down the road. Oh, yeah. Oh, the other school. The one that doesn't have any 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 players. players yeah. yeah. <laughs> UC's basketball program doesn't exist anymore, I think. Are we just are we throwing it out like their soccer team? Like we're just we're just cutting it from the budget? Because there are there are no players. I don't know how they're gonna form a team. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I that's, don't know what Wes Miller is, is gonna do down there. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean transfer portal. You have to, you have to hit the transfer portal hard. Yeah. <laughs> real hard. I don't did we do we have any inkling of like exactly what it was? Because I don't I don't know if I've come across a story that pinpoints exactly like the issue with Brennan there. I didn't see any real issues, so it just sounded like he was a dick. Had to be. The moment I heard that story, I was like, there's an element here where he is just terrible with kids because yeah. there you don't have a mass exodus like that. Especially having especially after after having success at NKU and then just moving up the road to UC. I was kind of worried about him. Being better than Mick Cronin. Turns I out, was, I was, boy, I was wrong about that. <laughs> Travis Steele is looking pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah. It might just be that the, he couldn't handle the spotlight. I mean, I hate to be like, oh, you're at NKU, so you're getting a certain type of recruit, but then you're at Cincy where you're getting a higher caliber recruit where you have to, they're going to be they're going to demand a little more of you. You know, you might not be able to just walk in there and say, Hey, do this. You know? Yeah. Not necessarily demand more of you, but like they challenge you more. Like yeah, they're they're, challenging it's actually a challenging, like Izzo on the court. Like right. there's, there's like, no, you don't need to tell me that I've been coached at a high level my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I've just been playing for my high school, wherever that may be. Well, not only uh, that, recruiting budget's way higher. Your resources are way more. There's a much bigger responsibility to produce than at an NKU where you can build a program. Like, you can take time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a different – it's different on all – like, I remember, like, Chris – when we hit Chris Mack, he'd finish a game, get on a private jet, and fly to, like, Detroit or wherever to go ca- recruit a kid. Like, you're not doing that at NKU, I don't think. There, there isn't a private yeah. jet sitting ready for you at no. wherever to go do that. So, like, you're building a program with a different caliber of kid, a different mindset of kid, a different set of responsibilities and pressures, and some dudes just crack under that. Mm-hmm. Be the first guy. I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, anything else on the transfer rule before we kind of move on? I know. Well, did we want to segue up to the other school up the road, my other school down the road, where yeah. uh, they had the hidden spring game, and um, the other school is doing it very yeah. differently. University yeah. of Michigan. Let's cover it. Michigan State also getting a dual uh, sport athlete. I saw football and basketball. 
Malik Carr. I don't know if that's real or not yet. Yeah, I don't I know, know if the Malik free press Carr's confirmed it, but yeah, I I've been hearing some also skepticism on if he's actually coming or not. But I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't ready to can can uh, convert that one to a signing yet. Yeah. Also, Izzo is not gonna let someone play both sports so he can hang that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll bet they do. I'll bet they're on the team. Oh yeah, yeah. they're on the team. Yeah. 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 On the team. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wants him. He wants to throw. He wants them to throw some bows in practice. Is what he wants. He wants the football players to come in and rough them up and practice a little bit, and then and then let the team go out and play. Look, if Malik Carr comes to play, especially for Mel Tucker, I, there are no downsides here. No, none. Zero. A 6'5", 230-pound kid, that was what he was listed at going into his freshman year. Could you imagine that giant wide receiver? Now, can we get somebody to throw him the ball? That's another conversation for it. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> He's working on it. He's working on it, you know? He's got, got some time. For the uh, quarterbacks. We got the one from Temple, and and he's putting up a good fight against uh, Peyton Thorne. I've heard, so yeah. we'll see we'll see where that goes. And then they got Hamfrey coming coming up behind. I mean, you never we'll know see. how those things will go. We shall see. Walking sideways on uh, uh, Michigan State's campus for the first tailgate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. I will not see that first game. <laughs> I might be there. I won't see it. <laughs> I can't even ima- sit back and start to imagine what tailgating like a big university is be like for that first game. That is going to be an absolute it's sh- going to be show of yep. epic proportions, yep. like mm-hmm. Project X level almost. <laughs> That's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be pandemonium. It's, it's going to be true. yeah, absolute mayhem. Or, and, and imagine it's not the be just isolated to one campus. It's going to be no. every single one. Well, every single one. Yeah. The United States Absolutely. is going to be on fire. <laughs> and those Thursday games for those smaller schools? Oh, good night. Yeah, I pray for the Thursday night action, baby. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Those beer couches, RIP, they're about to get lit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Everyone get vaccinated so you can enjoy that safely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. You know, we got the team Moderna Pfizer wars breaking out already. Um yeah, the spring game footballs are coming around. That'll be interesting. Michigan, I guess, didn't televise theirs. Is that yeah, what they did not televise theirs? Um, and it was kind of weird. It was kind of it was kind of all under wraps. No media members were there, um, and it was not televised. So they went from being this big bad school where the bat the, the leaders and the best to eh, don't look over this way while we figure some things out. Yeah, and we're talking about the transfer portal. Transfer portal hitting Michigan pretty hard on football. Yep. <laughs> some of them aren't even making it to the transfer yeah, portal. Yeah, someone, uh, someone <laughs> they, they the, the, they're committing before they need to go into the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, Michigan football. I feel like we're getting to the point where they're just reside on being mediocre, and that's it's kind of okay by me. Yeah, I think what we're seeing is we're seeing what Jim Harbaugh really is in his fifth and sixth year, which he hasn't done in his career. Um, <laughs> so there's a reason he doesn't stick around, and we're kind of seeing that reason that he doesn't stick around right now. Yeah, it's getting tough. It's getting rough up there for them boys. But yeah, that, that is this. for uh, if you're a Michigan fan, your coach hiding your spring game, not a good sign. No, no, that has we suck written all over it. Like we can't even tie our shoelaces right, <laughs> written all over it. Yeah, there is something else. Something stinks. 
<laughs> you got to figure out what it is. Ties in. There's there's some kids missing from the roster that they haven't announced yet. Cause oh, that, 100%. That, I didn't even think of that. Oh, that is where yeah, you see 100%. That. Yeah. There are some kids that are that haven't announced that are not on that roster anymore. <laughs> That's for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, we're gonna say I'm gonna say allegedly. All all just uh, conspiracy theories for right now. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else before we get to the kind of final two topics to just wrap it up? Nope. I feel like we need to. This is non-sports related, but it's going around the internet, and I feel like it needs to be brought up brought up because it is. I am having too much fun with it on a level. Chet Hanks. Oh, boy. What do we think Thanksgiving dinner is like in the, the Hank household between Chet and Colin and Tom and Rita? Like, I saw White Boy Summer Song come on, and my mind immediately went to, like, one, this is what happens when you get a kid named Chet. And two, what the hell's going on with that family? <laughs> Where- if I'm Colin Hanks, do you even say that that's your brother? <laughs> like, yeah, like... What does Thanksgiving look like? Sitting, they're two <laughs> sitting next to each other. Like, does Chet break out the Jamaican accent and Colin just like buttoned up with like a turtleneck on? Like, what's what's going on here? <laughs> I, you know, first of all, when you do White Boy Summer, I'm gonna let you know all my um, white friends and Caucasian acquaintances. <laughs> do not use that font. That font <laughs> screams racism. Okay. <laughs> if that font looks like it belongs, yeah, I was gonna say you're telling me I shouldn't get a shirt with that font that says "White Boy Summer" on it. Ever. That's not that's not the look I need. Ever. <laughs> you should never use it. none of that. <laughs> you knew it was like when you first heard it. I was like, oh man, I don't I don't think this is gonna go the way he thinks it is. And then when I saw that font come out, I was like, oh, this feels a little bit more sinister than it than I I initially gave it credence to. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't think Chuck Hanks is being sinister. I think he's being no. an, an idiot is yeah. what he's yeah. being. Yes. Like, he saw that font and was like, oh, that's like, that's what I get tattooed. Like, if I were to tattoo this on my body, that's how I'd get it done. So it's fine. Like, that's he, exactly what, yes. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't think, like, the negative connotations of that. He is, I mean, he is a guy who, like, I envy in some ways, who literally has zero cares in the world. Like, doesn't think about anything. No self-awareness there. Nothing. Like, it's just... It's all just kind of, a, I don't know. It all free flows, I guess. But wild when I saw that music video. I mean, yeah, I didn't watch it, and I think I'm going to refuse to watch the video. Man, it is. <laughs> I just started playing it right now. My God, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Like, I just immediately thought, like, what are family gatherings like? Like, what is going? I mean, this is what you get when you like names matter. You named a kid Colin. You got exactly what you thought Tom Hanks' son would be like. You named a kid Chet. Well. This is kind of what you got. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very interested. In, I want, like, I need a camera embedded somewhere, like, around Christmas or Thanksgiving when the Hanks family is together and just Chet's being Chet, because that is, that's must-watch TV. Yes. Yeah, so there's Colin Hanks, Truman Hanks, Elizabeth Ann Hanks, and Chet Hanks. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> hmm, he needs some attention. I am I am literally just fascinated with him on all levels. Like when I saw that, like I've 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 been somewhat aware of him for a little while now, but I have dug deep into the Chet Hank vault since. Oh man, this. Chet Hanks is only thirty one years old. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I, I always thought Chet Hanks was a little older. No, this dude is two years older than I am. Yeah. Like <laughs> no. Oh. 
it's good to be Chad, I guess. I mean, doesn't seem to have a care in the world. Um, yeah, how old is Colin Hanks? <sighs> oh, he's in his 40s. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's yeah, okay. He's older. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hanks. Isn't Tom Hanks married twice? Yeah, it looks like Colin Hanks has a different... Um, yeah, 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 they're not. They're stepbrothers. Chet's... No, half-brothers. Or half-brothers. Yeah. <laughs> half-brothers. <laughs> um, semantics, all right. My last thing, I don't... I've been suckered in this. Thank God I have, like... Tim's coming down to Cincinnati, so I, I will not... My dumb brain will not purchase this but the jake paul ben ashgren fight that's happening this weekend jake paul i'm gonna give this man one credit i am not i'm not endorsing him or anything like that but he has managed to sell a incredibly shitty fight into one where my brain is like yeah i kind of want to see what happens like i'm slightly (laughs) interested you have my attention here because it is a terrible trash fight but somehow they've managed in my brain where i'm like yeah i think i'd spend some money on that I'm not going to, thankfully, because I'll have some people to rein that in. But he is in that web. How much are they selling the fight for? Um, I don't remember. I got. I was talking about it with uh, Michael, our other Trophy Kids host, and he was saying the same thing. He was like, "Dude, it's amazing. Like, I had no interest in watching this." Forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, forty nine ninety nine. Oh. Yeah, for a fight with a guy who is pretending not to be a boxer. And another man who has zero stand-up game, uh, but is a professional fighter. And is, they're MMA fighting, right? They're not boxing. No, they're boxing. Just no, boxing. they're boxing. Oh, no. And Ashton would kill him. That, that, I don't even feel like there would be a. I don't think there would be a state that would allow that fight to. <laughs> that fight, to be honest, I don't. I don't know if there would. Jake be. Paul would do it. Oh, he would. Yeah, but he'd get murdered. Like he'd legitimately die. Um, ben Askren's no joke. Like. Not a great stand-up fighter, but when it comes to wrestling, grappling, ground game, like he is, there's levels to that shit. He's he's up there. Um, Apparently, Jake Paul has early signs of CTE, according to SB Nation. I would not be surprised. Are you I'm following him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say this: uh, from a fighting perspective, like Jake Paul hasn't fought a real boxer yet. Obviously, fought Nate Robinson and some other like YouTube fighters, but the kid's not like completely unskilled if he were to fight a real boxer he'd get smoked don't get me wrong on that fact but like him fighting ben Askren, who is not a stand-up fighter who doesn't like to be on his feet who's honestly kind of slow and striking it's intriguing to me i mean jake paul's athletic he's young he's got some speed to him he doesn't look terrible um he's picking these fights strategically obviously 100 percent. yeah like he would he's not fighting a guy who's like if you were to fight up any ufc stand-up guy like any guy who like prefers to stand up he gets smoked um yeah i mean ben what's his last name Askren. yeah he has said that he doesn't want to not jake paul out (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's dude it's so funny because jake paul's like brain can't compute like a guy who just doesn't give up because like ben's old he's pushing 40 i think he's got like 30 like some off fights yeah he's 36 not pushing 40 he's 36 he's got like close to 30 professional fights not just amateur plus he was a collegiate wrestler like a high-end collegiate wrestler like he just doesn't he's like that dad who just doesn't give a fuck and jake paul's brain in all their prep just like can't compute that and it's absolutely hilarious <laughs> like he just doesn't know what to do with himself yeah this i don't I, like i know boxing is for entertainment and stuff this kind i don't know something about this makes me feel like scummy like slimy like <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. I'll say this. Ben Ashton is the betting underdog right now um, for good, like, for reasons. I mean, he's been trading with Freddie Roach, who is a legendary boxing and striking coach. Um, and if he's just focused on that, I don't know, maybe he's got a shot here. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna watch it, but I'm gonna throw a few dollars on that Ashkin just because it is, like, he's got a puncher's chance, and he's a legit fighter. Like, Jose Masvidal put him on the, like, made him a meme on the internet because of a, a pretty nice, lucky, some would say lucky Ben Ashkin placed knee, but outside of that, like, this dude is, he's tough. Like, he is, he can take a shot and continue to come after you. <laughs> when is this fight? Like, in a few days? This weekend. Saturday, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry, we'll be looking that up right now. It'll be interesting, man. Uh, I'm very interested in this. Like, and if Jake Paul beats him, it's still the same argument. You haven't beaten, like, like I'm not giving you credence in the boxing world or in the fight world for beating a guy who literally, like, doesn't stand up in fights. Like, he just doesn't want to do that at all <laughs> when he fought in the MMA uh, or when he fought in the, in the UFC and in, I forget what league he fought for before that, Bellator or something. I hope Ben. Wait, they're doing like a full twelve round fight. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a full, real life like, There's fight. twelve rounds, right? Yeah, they're doing a real one. Here's the thing. I <laughs> one day in twenty three hours. Wow. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I hope that Ben is taking this fight seriously because I don't want to see him get. Knocked out by Jake because uh, yeah, after yeah. he got knocked out the way he did against Jorge Masvidal, Ben isn't he's not trying to get knocked out again, yeah. Because <laughs> if that happens, we we will be talking about Jake Paul until we we die. Oh, God, it's gonna be so annoying. Yeah. I <laughs> annoying because won't he have an actual like uh lane to become a real professional boxer now? He'll be three and oh, he'll be two and no in professional boxing, yeah. Yeah. Well, what the argument he's gonna spend too is like, oh, I beat a UFC fighter. They're not mm-hmm. real deals. It's like, yo, you're the same weight as uh, Stylebender. Let's put him in a boxing match with you. Go ahead and see how long you last with a guy who's won championships in both boxing and kickboxing. <laughs> Let like there are some killers in the UFC. Ben Askren's just he's a wrestler. Like, but he mm-hmm. he's a mixed martial artist. Like, I don't want to be like like he could still throw a punch. Like he's still good. I don't want to understand him so well. But he's just for those who are not UFC fans who are more boxing or who have no idea what we're talking about. This guy does not want to stand up stay on his feet when he fights in the UFC. Like he is a bring him to the mat, let's wrestle, because that's he's dominant. He's one of the best in the world at it. Um so why not do what you're best at? I think he's taking it real though, because he did hire Freddie Roach, who once again is a legendary boxing coach. Mm-hmm. Well I think he's probably taking it pretty seriously, but yeah, I mean he also just doesn't care because at the end of the day he's gonna make money. He's got a wrestling school. He's set up. He's just there for the money and the fight. And that's kind of his attitude, I think. <laughs> Yep. But Jake Paul is. Ah, dude, I'm just saying, for as much as I don't enjoy him, they have somehow spun this to where I'm talking about it. Because when this, <laughs> this fight was signed, I was like, I'm not talking. I laughed it off. I was like, this is a joke. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I'm talking about it now, and I'm legitimately interested in watching it because of the way they've spun it. Like, they've done a masterclass job of selling a very shitty matchup fight. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize. So Jake Paul is 5'11", and this dude is 5'9", so that's a little bit of a reach. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jake Paul's athletic. Like, I'm not going to give too much credit because, once again, he fought Nate Robinson, another YouTube boxer. But in his training video, as you've seen, like, he is a YouTube boxer is what Nate Robinson is now labeled as. Oh, no, no, he fought – Jake Paul fought another dude. Yeah, KSI or whatever. I, I don't remember. Okay. Right. I'm not – I'm not caught up in that that Nate general. Nate Robinson and another YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're that, I thought, yeah. 
Like he's gotcha. basically just YouTube boxers are a thing now. Um, yeah. So it's so, TikTok boxers. Yeah, like it's a it's a classification. Yep. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and Jake Paul's getting credited with like bringing boxing back to the forefront. I'm like, all right, let's 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 <laughs> calm it down. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's let's slow it down. People still buy boxing fights when it's like a good like Tyson Fury fighting anybody. People will buy. Um, but yeah, it was just interesting. I was very intrigued by it and the way they've sold it for the most part. That's all I really had today. Anything else before we wrap this up? Um, I got nothing. Did you guys know that Alberta, Canada has no rats? What? Yeah, they don't have rats in Alberta, Canada. Why? Well, why is that a fact you know? How did this come to be? Like, did you see like Chicago already, rat? And like, the first uh, thing? Was it like a Chicago rat? And you were like, fuck, another rat? And you need to start looking for where there's no rats? Like, are you looking to move to Alberta now? <laughs> I was scrolling on Reddit. It was the first thing. I was like, today I learned that Alberta, Canada has no rats. I like that's something you get on a Snapple bottle or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I was I was the one person who looked at my Snapple bottle and was like, yeah, this is what's up. No. All right. Well, I just think like, it's weird yes. for a region not to have rats. Great. I didn't know that was a thing. I just thought that was a universal problem we all dealt with. Yeah, rats <laughs> live everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That's not in Alberta, Canada. Yep. Yeah, and if you live in New York, they're about the size of your dog. Like that's those are the things I thought about rats. Mm-hmm. I've seen some pretty big rats here in Chicago. I was gonna say they're about the size of your dog in New York, and they're about the size of your cat in Chicago. Yeah, I've seen some <laughs> pretty big <laughs> ones that make you do like a. Yeah. What the uh, hell is uh, that? <laughs> I'm gonna let you alone, player. You, yeah. you go hang out. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll uh, that was a fun little fact for the day. You learn something new every day. This is why you come to Trophy Kids. Exactly. Um, that'll do it for us, <laughs> as always. Peace. 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 Peace.